This is Mike Conti of Atlanta United and the Atlanta Hawks Radio Networks. You're listening to Middle Georgia's number one team for community and collegiate sports from Atlanta to Savannah. It's the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. All right. And good evening, everybody. Thanks for joining us here on the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. And for those of you turning in early... It is the quintessential potato chip station call <laughs> right here today. Oh, coming Rob, in hot. Robin, Ben, how you doing, guys? Doing great. Doing great. Glad to know we've cleared the air that the, the original Lay's potato chip <laughs> in the yellow bag is the quintessential best chip you can have. If you're looking for the classic potato chip, yeah. that type of taste, that doesn't get any That's also why they call it the original. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> But for those that didn't know, original. well, imitators, you know, can take a hike. <laughs> Lay's original in the yellow bag, party size in particular. If you're you not, if you're not, if you're not aware, if you don't buy the party size, you're just not the original, even buying chips. You're buying air. Yeah, man, I, I bought a bag and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, you know, we paid three seventy five. You got like this much, and I got a quarter. I got a quarter of chips in here. Yeah. You know, I think I'd have been better buying the party pack. Yeah. You know, the little box. Best best chip to go with barbecue or anything, though. It is. It really is. Throw it with whatever you want. Well, I tell you, as soon as we make the transition to video, as well, you know, we, we have this on YouTube. That was a YouTube moment right there. Yes. The chip potato, the potato chip conversation. Just, just wonderful. wonderful. Got a big show today, guys. Yes, big, a big lot show. going on today. First time we're gonna we're gonna bring you double barrel action on yes. the. Uh, on the uh, call-in side of the show today. We've got, starting off tonight, we're going to have uh, Mr. Rod McKenzie on with us in just a couple of minutes. Uh, Rider reporter with uh, 247 Sports at GoJackets.com. Uh, so the 247 Network and uh, Georgia Tech Insider are going to be on with us first. And then uh, Sean Elliott, the head coach at Georgia State University, going to bring the Panther Nation on the air here with us in just a little while as well. Of course, the Rob Ben and Joe Show brought to you by Bubba's Tire Center and Network One Sports and Eyeballs Marketing. Uh, you can find us everywhere on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can find us there at RBJ Show and on Facebook at RBJ Podcast. Online at Network uh, Media Network One Sports.com. There we go. I'll get it out. And, of course, that's uh, PowersMediaNetwork.com if you're searching for us online. And also at rbjshow.com, you can find that. Both URLs uh, should play for you there. So either way, a lot to talk about today on the show. But, uh, guys, before we get into our guests, let me just ask you, uh, we've got uh, the insider for Georgia Tech going to talk a little transfer portal to basketball. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the the spring practice that's now supposed or football season, all that stuff going to be coming back. Any spurring thoughts from the breaking news and uh, as we get ready for, it looks like sports to be opening back up here real I won't say real soon, but soon. I 100% <laughs> expected it and kind of predicted it. So if anybody's been following the show, just basically just like any, a, one, a wise man once told me. Yeah. Follow the money, Joe. Follow the money. <laughs> There's a lot of money involved in sports for yep. every hand involved, from the players, the schools, the media, to advertisers, to vendors. So a lot of money. That's all you got to do, man. It's, there you go. We can get through the virus with, mm. with, with some sports. There you go. Don't forget, you can download the show on Spotify and Apple Music Playlist. Wherever you want to go, you can take us with you anywhere, anytime. So with that, we won't delay anymore. Tell you what, we'll just go ahead and get into our uh, Guest commentary for today. We got our friend on again, Mr. Rod McKenzie with 247 Network and GoJackets.com. Rod, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Sounds like you guys are having a good time already. <laughs> that we do. Well, we always have a good time, but anytime you throw a bag of potato chips at me, I'm a happy guy. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll ask you, Rod, what is your quintessential potato chip? Does it matter to you? <laughs> no, uh, as long as it uh, doesn't put any calories on, so that sort of eliminates all of them. <laughs> <laughs> that would throw them out. That would throw them out, indeed. Uh, Rod, we really appreciate you coming on and talking with us at 247 Network and uh, GoJackets.com. A Georgia Tech insider uh, here on the line with us. So uh, what's been going on in your world since sports has been amiss for a little while? Well, you know, it, it, it's funny. You would think that uh, we wouldn't be able to put out as much content as we normally do, but actually we're we're putting out more content now. You know, I've, I've had a chance to catch up on a lot of stuff I did in the spring, and, you know, the, the coaches are sitting at home, and they're, they're probably more involved now with recruiting. You know, they're doing virtual visits and, you know, throwing out a lot of offers. So we've been keeping up with all that, and it's uh, there's a lot going on, more than, you know, what people would think. I hear you, man. Well, that's true in the recruiting trail all the way around, giving the coaches the opportunity to, I guess it's been a lot more, obviously, virtual communication going on, but uh, still communication nonetheless. Yeah, we we had a, we did an interview with their latest commit from yesterday, Joshua Robinson from uh, Douglas County, uh, defensive end, and he, he did a, the whole staff did a virtual interview with him and his mom, and they both got so excited that as soon as the, the Zoom interview was over, uh, they talked among themselves for a couple of minutes and five minutes later called the coaches back to let them know that they were committing. Now, you know, the, the thing that's, that's going on right now, there's, there's been twice as many uh, kids committing uh, as the last two years combined because kids can't take visits. They're trying to secure spots. And the, the theory is once or if visits start again, that there will be a lot of decommits once they get a chance to visit other schools, you know. So it's going to be interesting once things get back up and, and running again. i tell you what, it certainly will be, I would imagine. Uh, that's an interesting, uh, interesting situation to be in right now for colleges and for recruits, I would imagine. And, Rod, this has been, uh, you know, hearing that, Collins and his staff is extremely enthusiastic from what we can tell. And, um, you know, you go to football games and stuff like that, you can really see it. And, uh, I mean, even here on the Internet, Brand is playing such a huge role in this. Are are they kind of selling that to the recruits when they're coming in here over the Zoom meeting? I mean, I feel like when you get Georgia Tech, you're getting a lot of enthusiasm. You're getting a lot lot of shiny, nice things coming your way. There's no doubt about it, and they, the one thing recruits tell us after they take visits or after they talk to the coaches, it, they're impressed with how enthusiastic they are, and they, the, the talk is all about the new culture at Georgia Tech, and and kids love hearing that, and you know, it at the very least, it gets kids involved and, and gets gets some interest going, so that the the coaches can follow up with that interest and maybe get them even more involved with what's going on there. Yeah, and there's no doubt about it, and it's a uh, it's exciting. Uh, Rob and I, my dad went to Georgia Tech, and so we're we're season ticket holders. We love going up to football games and stuff like that. So we're really kind of plugged into the program from that standpoint. We really try to pay a lot of attention to it. And uh, what's kind of some of Georgia Tech's needs? in this year's recruiting class versus, I know last year, is it still kind of for, you know, the 2021 recruiting class or whatever? Is is it for, you know, are we trying to build more size, get more get more speed? What's kind of the outlook for what they look like they're trying to recruit at this point? 
Yeah, I just wrote an article today, today to follow up on the commit from the defensive end on what they need on the defensive side of the ball. And basically, they're pretty much set at, at corner and safety with a lot of young, talented kids. They're deep there. So uh, that's not a big priority. They're going to look to take maybe one or two there from each position. But sh- when you look closer to the, to the uh, defensive line, I think they're probably done now. At defensive end, they've taken a couple of kids there already, and they have quite a few coming back. But linebacker and defense tackle are definitely the two biggest priorities on on the defensive side of the ball. And then when you get over to the offense, it, it's still about you know revamping that offensive line. You had a under uh, Coach Johnson with the option, you had a different type of technique, a different type of body type that they were looking for. So now they're looking for taller, rangier. Uh, players on the offensive line they they brought in a class of six offensive recruits they got two grad transfers one from Vanderbilt and one from Tennessee that I think the one six seven the other six six and so they're they're and you know, they got coach key who's one of the best offensive line coaches in the country and that's kids know his name from when he was at Alabama so that's helping you know recruiting there and then you know they have young quarterbacks so there's no real need there the same is true with running back. So basically what they're looking on the, on the offensive side of the ball is to try to build more depth at, at tight end because that's a new position and uh, continue to, to uh, strengthen the uh, wide receiver position. Yeah, I, this is Rob here, Rod. I couldn't agree with you more. I, I think the, the main thing that everybody knew with Collins coming in that the immediate needs for Georgia Tech were defensive line, offensive line, needed major overhauls, especially on the defensive side of the ball, just getting some more size in there because in a lot of games, especially against your Georgias and Clemsons and uh, and some of the other teams in the ACC, you could just feel like a lot of times we were getting kind of pushed around up front, um, especially defensively um, because we just didn't have as much size but do you do you have any couple of names or defensive tackles or, or a couple offensive linemen that may be some big name guys that uh that uh collins and the crew have thrown some offers at um for the 2021 class do you have any names or, or potential people that they may be trying yeah, to yeah, there's a uh there's a kid from ola which is uh down there in henry county uh his, his name is Devin lee he just uh, narrowed his list down georgia tech's on that list uh there's a kid who who I had a chance of standing next to at, at uh, spring practice from uh, West Rowan, North Carolina, uh, by the name of Zeke Biggers, and he is bigger. <laughs> I mean, I, I couldn't believe how big the kid was, you know, and he, he really enjoyed himself there. Uh, and you have a kid from over over in Tri-Cities, Cam Ball. So they, they got some good, good options uh, at defensive tackle, and, you know, they have some good young kids that, that – that are are coming along there so uh i think that's you know when you talk to fans the the defensive tackle position is always the first position they complain about we don't have big defensive tackles well i think the worm is turned there and i think georgia tech is going to start getting their share of, of defensive tackles and uh they got a kid named michael lockhart who was a freshman last year we got to see him play in four games and he he was a basketball player until I believe late in the junior year of, of high school. So he's still learning the game. Uh, Coach Knight has worked with him real closely and bringing him along. And, you know, if, if 
they could have played him more last year, they would have, but they wanted to save his red shirt, so they stopped him at four games. He's put on weight. He's developed his skills, and he's gonna. I think he's going to be one of the defensive tackles to keep an eye on this year. Yeah, well, that's exciting um, to have because that's one thing that we've been definitely needing and hungering for. It's been a while since we had a Derek Morgan or an Atauchu up there on the front line that you could really point a finger at. But um, I know it got cut short um, kind of moving towards the spring football stuff. I know it was it was definitely cut short for Georgia Tech and a lot of other teams that didn't even get to start. But did you get to see or get any information on uh, Jeff Sims, Tucker Gleason coming in? Will they be – realistic challengers um, to challenge James Graham and to push the quarterback position to, to bigger and better heights in uh, 2020? Well, I, I got to see him uh, in, in the entire practice for, for six practices that they went through. Uh, and unfortunately for them, you know, they the the reason for coming in early was to, to, to get those practices in and, and perhaps compete with James Graham for the starting job. And, you know, they, they got into the playbook, they watched a lot of film and then, but you know, the best way to, to put that to work is to get in practice and, and get a lot of reps. And they did get a lot of reps in those six practices. But I, I think, I think James still has a solid hold on the job. Uh, I loved what I saw from the other two guys. They're two different types of players. I think, uh, you know, Sims has a has a rifle for an arm, uh, and Gleason, he's a guy that makes the right decisions. You know, he's he uh, he might be like a Godsy type of player, and uh, it, it's going to be interesting moving forward because you're looking at Georgia Tech at, at the quarterback. You'll, you'll have a redshirt sophomore, you'll have two true freshmen, and you'll have a redshirt freshman. So there's a lot of young talent there, and, you know, you know how injuries can play a role. And, and so I think you have to feel good that, you know, if, if something does happen to Graham, that you have some solid guys behind him that can come in and, and take care of the job. But, you know, James was put in a, a position last year First year, new offense. The, the the offensive line was not very big, so he he took the brunt of what was going on there. Simply because you know the focus is on the quarterback, but there, there's you know ten other guys out there that are a part of what happens uh, you know with the offense. So I think he got some some criticism, and people maybe gave up on him too early. But I think he's really focused on what he's doing, and I'm looking forward to seeing how he does this year. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's an unfair assumption to just cash in on a guy. We had a lot of people that are talking about that, you know, oh, your quarterback looks so-and-so. And I played quarterback, and, and uh, I know how difficult it can be, especially at that level, trying to come in, especially changing everything. you got a bunch of inexperienced linemen. Nobody's played in that system. They really have no chemistry, no feel, a lot of people in different positions. So I think it's definitely unfair for that. But I think – Obviously, transferring from or transitioning to from the triple option to a more spread type offense, um, Georgia Tech has been blessed with running backs, and uh, Jeff Collins is kind of built on that um, with uh, Jamias Griffin uh, from Rome his first year, the really big pickup that I think everybody was surprised he was able to swoop in and grab a four star that quick. And then, of course, this year, um, being able to hang on to Jameer Gibbs, a lot of people were wondering. Is Jeff Collins and Georgia Tech going to be able to compete and hold on to those type of recruits? So uh, just talk a little bit about how 
that kind of transitions happen where we are able to hold on to some of those guys like the Jameer Gibbs and stuff um, in such a tough recruiting area with Alabama and Clemson and Georgia just right at the back door? Yeah, I, I thought that his his recruitment was pretty interesting from a Georgia Tech perspective in that uh, Tashar Choice, who you know we all know from his playing days at Georgia Tech and, and the type of individual he, he was and the enthusiasm he puts into everything he does. And he, he told the kid, he said, you're the only one I'm going to recruit at running back. And the kid at first didn't believe him, but then he found out that Tashard was, was being real with him. And he, he told him the things he, he didn't, he needed to improve on. He didn't try to blow smoke, you know, where, and he, he just was real honest with him. And, and the kid bought into that. And, you know, a lot of people came, gave their best shots at him, but he stuck with what Deshard was saying. And, you know, the, the thing I, I love was Jordan Mason the same way. He, the, the two of them butted heads in the beginning and, you know, Deshard, you know, didn't try to candy coat it with him. And, and we saw how Mason turned out last year. Griffin came on. And I think now that, that the players know the offense a lot better, I think you're going to see the offense open up a little more, and I think you're going to see maybe some more two back sets. So if you can imagine like Mason and Gibbs or Mason and Griffin in the backfield at the same time, it's going to give the offenses a lot to think about, and it's going to loosen things up for Graham. Yeah, absolutely. That If, if you watched them, and you could see so, some glimpses of Graham starting to get a little bit more comfortable, especially in that NC State night game um, where he was able to take take off and have probably arguably his best game throwing and running. You put some of those athletes, you got three of them in the backfield, that definitely makes the defense uh, a little bit nervous with some guys like that with a lot, a lot of skills. So um, one thing that uh, I think is very interesting um, that most people – don't think about it and it doesn't come up, but special teams for Georgia Tech got much better last year, but is it true that we really don't have a kicker coming back? So what is what is the place kicker situation? Are people coming in? And I know that, that goes under the radar, but that is a hidden, hidden golden gem to have uh, if you got a kicker. So what's the what's the outlook on a place kicker? Yeah, the, the whole kicking situation sort of and what happened there was a little – it, it took everyone by surprise, I think. But you know, Wesley Wells had a great year the year before, and then all of a sudden, he he struggled. King, you know, struggled from the beginning with injuries, and I don't think he ever recovered. So the, the two of them are no longer on the team, and uh, you're going to have a couple of kids come in from the Orlando area that uh, you know everyone comes out of out of high school with a strong leg, you know. But once you get to college, things change a little, and, and you never know how kickers are going to turn out. So uh, I think we really didn't get to see the kicking game that much in the spring. So fall camp's going to be interesting to see how all that progresses. Uh, and you're, you're correct. They, they do, they're putting more emphasis on special teams. They're, they're having frontline guys, starters are out there on special teams. And uh, that's how a guy like Nathan Cottrell got signed in the NFL uh, because of his play on special teams, he bought into what they wanted him to do. And that that, that was one of the deals. You know, kick cover, coverage was atrocious prior to last year. 
and there was a, a marked improvement there. <laughs> got a lot I mean, of I mean, they did. You give up two two kickoff returns in one game against South Florida. <laughs> you got to go back to the drawing board. Are, are you are you itching for a fifth year over there, Rob? Is that what you're <laughs> you got to go back and do some kicking? Gosh, man. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't have any. I don't have any desire. I'm. Uh, I, I enjoy the the fan aspect now. I'm just watching and being able to critique. I enjoy that perspective. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Got the old holder in you there. Got a little punter action on the on the line. You could do either one. Hey, well, Rob, we really appreciate you getting to come on and chat with us a little bit. Anything you want to share with us about uh, the two, uh, 247 Network or GoJackets.com just to let people know where they uh, can find your work? Yeah, just uh, go to GoJackets.com, and we, uh, you know, we're running deals for subscribers all the time, you know, 60% off, uh, certain monthly deals, uh, yearly deals, and we have uh, – we publish – I publish a recruiting report for a special report every morning. Uh, we have interviews with basketball recruits, football recruits. Uh, we're, we're big into baseball also if there's baseball fans out there. So we got you covered with all the sports, and uh, we feel that uh, you know we, we publish more content than any other Georgia Tech site out there. Yeah, you definitely do, Rod. I am a subscriber, and I, I, I appreciate I appreciate your coverage, and uh, I keep up with it all throughout the year. So uh, everybody, definitely, if you if you if you have a if you have one of your teams, we're we're tech guys here, so I subscribe to the to the two forty seven sports in that home page. So guys like Rod McKenzie, uh, definitely appreciate you bringing that type of stuff because otherwise, you are right. It, a lot of that stuff goes under the radar where you don't get to talk to some of these recruits and everything and you're able to populate, you know, these articles and this insider information that helps keep everybody uh, plugged in. So I, I, I read your stuff, man. It's good. <laughs> well, I appreciate you having me on it. Uh, you know, it's, it, I, I love talking Georgia Tech sports, and it, 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 like I said, it's real fun talking uh, Georgia Tech with you guys. All right. Well, we love having you, man, and uh, I'll sit here just quietly as the Bulldog fan at the table (laughs) (laughs) and listen in every time. How about that? Sounds good. All right, Rod. We certainly appreciate you being on with us, my friend. Uh, Rob from 247. Rob McKenzie, 247 Network and uh, GoJackets.com. Check him out right there. Stick around. We're going to be back with uh, head coach from uh, Georgia State, Sean Elliott, in just a couple of minutes. So stick around for that and more here on your Rob, Ben, and Joe show. We'll be right back after this. Don't forget, you can download us to Spotify or Apple Music anytime you want. Take us with us uh, wherever you want to go. So stick around. Rob, Ben, and Joe show coming back. This is Mike Conti of Atlanta United and the Atlanta Hawks Radio Networks. You're listening to Middle Georgia's number one team for community and collegiate sports from Atlanta to Savannah. It's the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. You're listening to the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. Download the show today on your Spotify playlist or Apple Music. Eyeballs Marketing and Signs. That's Eyeballs with a Z. I-B-A-L-Z is all about everything you need for printing services, marketing services, apparel services, signage, banners, wraps for your vehicles, design services, or a whole lot more. Whatever you need in your business to get your message out there, you can count on Eyeballs. I-B-A-L-Z dot com. Eyeballs Marketing and Sign in Warner Robins. 
Springtime is here, and Bubba's Tire Center is here to handle all of your vehicle needs. With the current situation of COVID-19, we are still operating our normal hours, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5.30. If you need some more time on that set of tires or vehicle repair, we offer a 90-day payment option that requires no credit check, as well as the Goodyear credit card. Don't forget, we offer free pickup and delivery, so you never have to leave your home or place of work. Call us today at 478-275-2964 or check us out online at Bubba'sTireCenter.com. Come to Bubba's Tire Center where we do tires and a whole lot more. Eyeballs Marketing and Signs. That's Eyeballs with a Z. I-B-A-L-Z is all about everything you need for printing services, marketing services, apparel services, signage, banners, wraps for your vehicles, design services, or a whole lot more. Whatever you need in your business to get your message out there, you can count on Eyeballs. I-B-A-L-Z dot com. Eyeballs Marketing and Sign in Warner Robins. Hello, everybody. This is Chris Blair, voice of the national champion Fighting Tigers of LSU. And you're locked in to the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show, Middle Georgia's number one voice of community and collegiate sports. Go Tigers. You're back with the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show, hanging out here on a uh, a beautiful day because we hear that sports are just around the corner again, Rob. They are. They are coming back, and I'm telling you, Joe, they're going to come fast and furious, probably like the bar scenes in many, many areas across the country. Watch out. Absolutely. Well, great time there talking to Rob McKenzie of 247 Network and GoJackets.com. On the air with us in the first half of the show. Don't forget uh, the Rob Ben and Joe Show brought to you by Bubba's Tire Center, Network One Sports, and Eyeballs uh, Marketing and Media. We appreciate you guys sponsoring the show each and every week. And on with us for the back half of the show here, we got some good news for all of our friends that love Georgia State football and uh, just football across the state. We got the HC, the head coach uh, for Georgia State, Mr. Sean Elliott, on the phone with us here for the back half of the show. Coach Elliott, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? And we are doing great. We've been talking potato chips and uh, uh, cold beverages and football already, so we are happy to be here with you now. <laughs> well, that's, that's good. I, I tell you what, I just threw some wood. I'm, I just built a fire. I got a cold beverage, and I'm ready to talk some football. <laughs> well, 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 Coach, we're in the same boat. <laughs> so, so y'all come on over. Uh, yeah. no, man. We'll be there in two hours. Don't worry. <laughs> Hey, Coach, uh, we certainly do appreciate you taking time to be on with us coming off a, a great year last year or a, a good year for Georgia State, 5-1 and one at home, a big win over Tennessee and uh, playing in the Arizona Bowl last year. So uh, I'm sure you got a lot of big plans for Georgia State football this year. What you got on the ticket? Well, you know, I, I tell you what, we've got 19 of 22 starters returning. We've got to solidify our quarterback position, but we've got a, we've got a good football team that uh, – it's just raring to go. We're ready to get back to work and get started and uh, start preparing for this upcoming football season. Absolutely, Coach. And uh, just touch a little bit for our listeners here um, at the Division One level. Uh, Georgia State plays in the Sun Belt with App State and everybody like that. So for our listeners, you, you should know that. But just giving you a little <laughs> bit of background. But, uh, Coach, just kind of tell our listeners a little bit how, how odd – um, this whole thing has kind of been, and how you've been able to keep in touch with uh, some of your players, and uh, and how where where is everybody at right now? How has this whole thing kind of went? Well, you know, to, to be truthful with you, I mean, to tell you the truth, we missed nine days of spring practice. 
And then really after spring practice and our spring game is over, we uh, we kind of turn them loose and uh, let them finish out the semester. I'm talking about our players. And uh, they, they, they run a little bit and they condition and lift a little bit. But, you know, we really just let them focus in on the academics. But we don't see them all that much after that. But those nine days of spring practice was, you know, was kind of odd that we didn't get them in. But then the course of May coming up right here, uh, I like for our guys to get away. Don't come in the office. Don't see me. Don't talk to me. I don't want to talk to them. And so when June comes around, you can be very, very hungry. Uh, so it hasn't been all that odd other than just not being at the facility and occasionally seeing those guys around. Uh, I think in the recruiting aspect of it, we've actually, uh, I think, benefited because we're, we're able to do a lot more of these uh, face-to-face contacts with these young men that we're recruiting. You know, the evaluation period when you're, uh, when you're in the traditional setting of recruiting in the spring, you don't get to have that opportunity to get face-to-face. And I've probably had more face-to-face contact with recruits in this spring recruiting, uh, called virtual recruiting or whatever it may be, than any other time in my life. And I, I'm talking, I've been doing this, this will be my 24th year, and I'm, in, I'm on a FaceTime call or a Zoom meeting, and they're and we're just having so much more interaction, and I kind of enjoy it. And I think all these players do as well. So uh, I don't think it's been odd. I think it's been eye-opening that we can do some things uh, other than going out and, quote, unquote, calling it an evaluation period in this recruiting sense. And, you know, we bother a lot of head coaches when we go out. I mean, you walk in the door and you try to come in there and sit in their classroom or whenever they have a free moment and uh, talk to them about their prospects and, you know, unless you're a high school football coach, you really it, – it, it's a burden, to tell you the truth, because some, some of these guys get a lot of coaches rolling in there throughout the day, and it, it takes a lot of time off of them. But we've handled it, we've managed it, and we're moving forward, and uh, we're making the best of it. Well, Coach, you brought up an interesting point there. I just want to come back to uh, – you, you mentioned you've been in, you know, coaching uh, for 24 years, and today with the athletic uh, – the youth that are coming up, you know, very technology-driven very much uh, connected to the phone and the hand and the social media and all of that. Do you think that maybe this was almost a uh, an advantage to bridge into that lifestyle for those younger recruits coming in that are so tied to technology that almost almost seems like it's an advantage for you to communicate with those kids and their their methodology today? I mean, what would you say about well, that? You know, that, that's been going on for a while now. I mean, uh you have to communicate with the uh, the individuals, these recruits these days, the way they like to do it, whether it's uh, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, whatever it may be. Now we're in the – they love texting. I mean, let me tell you. They, <laughs> uh, they love texting. And uh, so, uh, you know, but, it, but it's been going on for quite some time now, and, and nothing has really changed. Now, I don't think a lot of these individuals, these recruits have been uh, – on as many FaceTime phone calls as, they, as they've been on here in the last two months or so. I'll tell you what, I, I haven't seen your Snapchat account, Coach. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it, I, hey, hey, it disappears real quick. I'm sure it does. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> hey, I, I tell you what, though, um, you know, going forward, um, especially like you're talking about being able to be the head coach and getting face-to-face. You know, you can only be in so many places at one time. Do you think this can, can spark a new age of recruiting to where you can set up more virtual meetings and get face-to-face with a kid, you know, even after all of this 
COVID business. Do you think it will kind of change the recruiting landscape and allow someone like yourself, you know, to get down to South Georgia and FaceTime a guy in Thomasville and, you know, here and there when you can't physically be there? Yeah, you know, I, I think it will. I we, we have done that in the past, but we haven't uh, done it to the extent that we're doing it now. You know, and, and, and I think now it's really broadened our – or really opened our eyes to say, hey, this can be – really great for us i mean uh, we can have it doesn't matter if our staff is out recruiting they could be in miami it doesn't matter north carolina georgia south carolina we all can get on this phone together we all can get on this zoom call or whatever it may be and communicate with the families the parents uh you know whoever it may be so and I, I think it's great i think we've learned a lot and i think we'll move forward and uh we will continue to do this that's exciting, man. And I tell you what, you're you're kind of football through and through. That's what you've you know you've done, man, all the way through App State yeah. to South Carolina to Georgia State. And you, you know, if it's football, you're familiar with it. Um, what was that time like at South Carolina, man? You were kind of there through some really pretty strong years, Steve Spurrier and stuff, man. You had some. There were some strong years going through there. Um, what what was that like for your coaching career? I mean, Appalachian State, y'all had incredible success coming through there, being a part of championships, and then South Carolina, when you know, with some with some very strong teams there. Um, what what kind of role or, or impact did South Carolina have on you in the SEC, um, transitioning you out for this job here at Georgia State? Let me just say this, and people don't really realize it. Uh, you know, there's some of these fans, they think you you got to coach at the highest level to be a really, really good football <laughs> coach. And, I mean, uh, my time at Appalachian State was phenomenal as a player and then continued my career as a football coach for 13 years, uh, winning multiple national championships up there, and then having the opportunity to continue my career at the University of South Carolina. I remember – one of the first press conferences that I walked into when I was originally hired there at South Carolina, uh, one of the reporters, we ran a lot of zone read up at App State. And the guy was like, you think the zone read's going to uh, be able to be effective in the SEC? And I was like, hey, hey, does the SEC play with 12 players? <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, it, but all my experiences have been exactly about one thing. And that's winning, and that's coaching the game that I love, and that's football. And uh, every stop along the way has been fantastic. And championships at App State, you know, we're going to South Carolina, and I was I was really fortunate to come on with some some great players and some great coaches. And coaches Steve Spurrier, uh, it doesn't get any better than that. I mean, it really doesn't. And uh, my first year there, we win the SEC East Championship. Uh, and go play the Auburn Tigers and Cam Newton there in the SEC title game. And then we reel off, you know, three consecutive seasons of 11-plus wins, top fives in the country. And it was just it was just amazing, yeah, really amazing. So, you know, I, my head coach at, at App State, Jerry Moore, told me one thing. He said, if you want to be a head coach, you need to watch and uh, not mimic, but really take notes of every move that the head coaches that you work for do. And then you make it your own. So at uh, the previous two stops at, at App State and South Carolina, I did that. And I'm trying to do my job and uh, do it to the very best of my ability at Georgia State with my own, uh, my own vision. Man, that's and that's exciting. And taking all that experience, you know, along the way and kind of culminating that into what you see football as is what's so important. And, you know, building that, you know, at Georgia State and bringing that through is so important. And, Coach, one thing about your track record, man, when you get there, you kind of stay there. 
that's unusual for a lot of coaches in today's coaching society. Everybody calls it the coaching carousel. You know, oh, yeah. man, it's two, three years here, and I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm at Oklahoma, and then I'm Texas, and then I'm, you know, Furman, and I'm all over the map. Um, was that something kind of where you kind of got in there and you really enjoyed it, man? And I mean, you've you've kind of been fortunate from that from that aspect, wouldn't you say? Well, yeah. Listen, that's that's been my plan from the day I got into coaching. I wasn't going to pick up and get up and move. And I told once I got married and, and established a family, and we, I said, listen, if I have to pick up and go and move and do this, I'm getting out. Because uh, let, let's be honest, the number one thing that that's most important to me is my family. Absolutely. And, and I want to and, and happiness. So and in every stop, I've found happiness. I mean, in that state, I didn't think I would ever leave. And then I have an opportunity to come back to my home state and coach for the University of South Carolina. And then when I got here in South Carolina, uh, in Columbia, I said, I- I'm never late. You know, they're going to have to run me out of here. <laughs> uh, and, and, and the same thing, I had happened. It was joyful. And, uh, you know, it's hard to find that. And now that I'm in Atlanta and at Georgia State, it's the exact same thing. So I'm not chasing. Listen, I don't have some ego where I have to go chase the, the next greatest job or or things of that matter. I mean, I, I've got exactly what I need. I'm very content, and I'm happy. And to tell you the truth, there's a lot to be said having three jobs in 24 years. You dang you right. That, that means you're winning. That's exactly <laughs> right. I was about to say, there's yep. one thing you're, you're not putting in there, Coach. you got to win, and you're winning to stay <laughs> there. So that's a, big, that's a big feather in your cap. That's incredible. you got everything lined up with – with your family and being able to stay. I mean, nobody wants to bounce around like that, so you definitely have yeah. your, your priorities, you know, in order, and that's definitely been relative it's good to, to it's your good success. It's good to hear, though, because, oh, yeah. good to but, hear. I mean, 90% of your occupation would say, you know, is otherwise. Yeah, you know, that's well, why I, I pick up on that, well, and that's, that's exciting. That's because 90% of them aren't winning. <laughs> <laughs> that is 100% right. And just leading right into the not winning and winning. Coach, <laughs> this year I was watching the Tennessee game of you guys, um, and uh, I was pulling so hard for y'all. Oh, yeah. I love oh, I yeah. love watching the underdogs early in the year because the teams take them for granted. Now, now wait a second. Now wait a second. You guys are <laughs> Southern land, aren't you? Yeah. No, no, no. no. We're, we're we're Georgia. Me and Rob on here. Ben and Robert. Or we, we went to Mercer. We played at Mercer. Played football there at Mercer oh. on the inaugural in year. The SoCon. Then, but we're but my dad went to Texas. We're Georgia Tech and Mercer guys, man. So we're right there for y'all. We're yeah. we're, we're, we're good right, for Georgia good, stuff. Good. And I, I, I was gonna cut. I was gonna cut the interview really quick. <laughs> No, there's well, no Southern ties here. No, there's no Southern, Southern ties here. I was I was pulling for the Panthers. Barry Brown, our Dublin's own Barry Brown. I was like, go Panthers, baby. Yeah. Barry was a freshman, hey. and Rob and I were seniors. So yeah. y'all know y'all know Barry Brown actually tackled Saquon Barkley. You yes, know that? yes. <laughs> and every time he comes home to Dublin, we me and we all do the broadcast for the Dublin Fighting Irish. You know, won state championship yeah. and all in y'all's wonderful stadium. But Barry, you know, came back. We were we're all kind of hanging out. We went back to a spring practice or something, and Barry sitting there telling everybody, I tackled Saquon Barkley. I was like, we saw it, Barry. We saw it. We, we, we saw it, man. You posted it on Facebook, Instagram, and I watched it live. I saw it, man. Have you, have you I mean, when you look at Barry Brown, I, I mean, honestly, I thought he was broken, too, when he did it. But, yes. Uh, hey, hey should... but I will say this about Barry Brown. I love that guy. He's a phenomenal young man and did a great job for us. And, Man, I tell you what, I it was just—I mean, we were out to eat about right before the old uh, this pandemic hit, 
him and a, another senior kicker, I took them out in this little place called Mo's and Joe's, and we sat down and had had some wings and uh, shared some good stories about some good times here. Uh, the last three years at Georgia State. That's awesome. He's a good dude. He, he sure is, man. You should have seen him as a ninth grader. Old boy couldn't even – I mean, I've been 15, 20 <laughs> yards, and we were stretching it for Barry, you know, and then he comes up there and is able to fulfill his, you know, dream of kicking in college. And you talk about a kid with a good hard work ethic, man. That was – that's exciting, to, you know, to hear about old Barry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I like old Barry. The, <laughs> for some reason, I gravitate towards the uh, the specialists because they're all kind of weird, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Rob and, and I. <laughs> Rob was a punter, and I did, so we yeah. went, and I was a long snapper uh, and Mercer later on. So, so we, we know were, what you're talking we, about. We were a group. We were we were in the spec ops group in college, quarterback in high school and punter, and then we got to Mercer. I was uh, I was a punter and a holder, so I was around the I was around the kicker That's kickers right. a lot. <laughs> uh, so that was fun. That was uh, they definitely are. Or, uh, you know, it's, we have we're our own breed, I guess. But uh, that Tennessee win, though, talk a little bit about how exciting that was to be able to go up there uh, in Neyland Stadium, um, take care of business, and how exciting it was for you and your players um, to be able to go and accomplish that. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, this was our tenth season of ever playing college football at Georgia State. I mean, you think about that. I mean, we were just young pups walking up in there, uh, <laughs> taking on the mighty SEC. And but to tell you the truth, we. Uh, we, we had a really good plan, and I thought we would uh, be really competitive. Uh, me and a GA of ours, we, we were sitting back in the summer, and we were watching some film, and uh, we kind of just looked at each other. And, you know, you know how coaches talk in the in the, the back of the meetings, you know. And he looked at me, and I looked at him, and I was like, we're going to cut their tail. <laughs> and I, honestly, I, I really – I mean, you don't believe it, but I, I felt that. And uh, I knew they were a great football team. They got great, talented, good coaches, of course. But I just felt like there was something different. I mean, it really was. And we go up there, and that 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 Saturday, it was man, it was hot, and it was it was just right. I mean, we we were there to, you know, that they weren't going to take us all that serious. I mean, we had won two games the, the year. Before. Yeah, yeah. That you're you're a considered a, that, that you're an afterthought to them, man. Right? Really, <laughs> yeah. they're not even worried about. And they they had only won four, so. <laughs> Who's keeping score anyways? <laughs> yeah. But I just, I just, you know, I knew our team was ready. I knew we were a lot better than what it, uh, our record had indicated the year before. And we had some tough things happen to us. And uh, I knew going in there, they had better, they better be ready. And they, they certainly, uh, they certainly found out that we were for real. And we were, we were a good football team last year. With our quarterback in place, Dan Ellington, before he got hurt, you know, I, I felt like we were on track to, go contend for a conference championship and even push the limit and, and maybe win 10-plus games. But, uh, you know, we it, it was a magical day. It really was. But there was no fluke to it. We didn't gimmick the Tennessee Vols or come up with some uh, elaborate game plan where we got to go do things that we've never done before. But uh, we went out and we beat them in the trenches offensively and defensively and on special teams. And Walked out of there and silenced a, a, a big old crowd up there in Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah, there's no doubt about the gimmick part because there was no gimmick. I watched that game and y'all mashed their noses yes. on offense. I watched controlled that being a football purist. There was no gimmicking or, oh, they got lucky. Y'all controlled the line of scrimmage the entire game and completely closed that thing out. 
Um, I was so impressed um, just by the way your guys competed and played, especially on the offensive side of the ball, the way they were able to finish. Kind of give us the insight and a, and a kind of a lead in on what's y'all's MO as an offense. Um, you know, what do you guys want to do and what do you like to do um, to be able to finish like that? I mean, to tell you the truth, we, we practice uh, exactly how we play. We were I guess you would call us a tempo offense, but we're, we're more of an advantage offense. We take advantage of exactly where the weakness is in the defense, whether it's an RPO game, the run throw. Um, our guys know where the, the cheap yards are. And I think if you're intelligent enough in this game of football, you can find the cheap yards and, and really uh, benefit from it. And when I say the cheap yards, just from the, uh, the quarterback's uh, pre-snap, you know, looks and, Maybe it's the run game inside the box, looking at techniques from the center guard guard over. Uh, but, you know, we, we, we just uh, – we're not uh, all that complicated. We're very, very simple. Uh, and, I, and I'll go ahead and tell you this, that uh, we were in somewhere around 1,100 plays a year ago. And over 50% of those plays, we had an inside zone call. And we were, I think we finished up 14th in the nation in rushing last year. That's incredible. And, uh, and we just give our guys a simple game plan where we can go out and execute it. So when I say simple, I mean something that our offensive line, it doesn't matter if we're playing the New York Giants, the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, it, whoever we're playing, they know how to block it, defeat, uh, run schemes, blitz schemes, whatever it may be. And, uh, I think the more repetitions you get, the more consistent you get with your, your play calling and what you're trying to do offensively, the better your kids can go out and really push the envelope. There's no question about that. And then, like you're kind of like you're, you're leading into there, your kids, the players can kind of get a feel for how you're going to call the game. You know, they kind of know what's there when it's not so complex and you're, you know, if you're calling things all over the place, if you know that y'all have been harping on a, you know, a certain look all week and they're giving you that and you're having success, they know what the back end of that or the setup play is to it. You know, we've, you know, inside, you know, inside zone, inside zone, and that opens up something else that allows the players to be more in tune with the game plan when, it's very a, a very finite thing to do. And I played offensive and defensive line and, uh, what you're talking about for your offensive lineman, people do not understand how much complexity goes into play an offensive line. I mean, if you turn on the TV today, these defenses, especially in college, are getting about to be like it is in the NFL, man. There's times where there'll be two or three guys down, and you just got, you know, you got kind of that psycho defense, man, where they're just standing around. And if the game plan is so complex and you don't really know what you want to do, you'll have your offensive lineman, I mean, spinning their heads will be spinning so that i mean they really will and you know when you have a simple game plan and like you're talking about being 14th uh in the nation in rushing coach that's a that's a testament to you and 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 your staff you know leaning in on your offensive linemen and teaching them proper techniques and hey man you know you only need five or six plays if they're good you know the guys that have 15 or 16 can't find one that's really good (laughs) (laughs) I, i promise you this Every one of our guys on the offensive side of the football can tell you exactly what we're going to run and why we're going to run it. And that's a good feeling to know because I can, I can go out there on Saturdays and relax and understand, hey, when it's, uh, if it's third and two and we need something, I don't have to make the call. These guys know exactly what we're going to run and they know how to go out and, uh, and get the job done. 
Yeah, absolutely, and you can you can definitely see it. And uh, coach, just kind of looking at your roster, and, and we're kind of in that. You, we talked about a little bit of it earlier, but uh, you, you kind of talk about recruiting and how talent rich the state of Georgia is. And just go through and looking at the roster for Georgia State, and there is so many kids that you guys are able to recruit from the state of Georgia, and obviously you have a a good amount too from out of state in the southeast, and a couple of kids from Texas, but. Just talk about to our listeners just how great it is to be able to pull from the talent in this great state of Georgia. Well, let me tell you, the first and uh, the number one thing I want to say from that remark is is how well coached these players are coming out of Georgia. Football is important, and it's important in the state of Georgia. And you can see it. Uh, You can see it because there's so much more developed. There, there's more meeting time. There's more. There, things are going on behind the scenes uh, in the state of Georgia where, where I understand when we get that young man and he walks on our campus, he's going to know what I'm talking about a little bit more than where he's so – if you go up my food, I guess, out of the state of North Carolina or something like that. Uh, but the, the coaching is so, is so good. And then the talent. I mean, the talent. These guys grew up and they want to be football players. So, therefore, they're working every single day on trying to become the best football player they can be. And uh, it's just phenomenal, to tell you the truth. And, you know, uh, I, I won't just say there's going to be one day where we sign our entire signing class from the state of Georgia. That's, that's <laughs> what I really hope to do. I, I really want to accomplish that. And, and that takes some time. It takes us winning and wanting, uh, having young men wanting to come and, and be – become part of our football program but i think we can do that and when we do that that's going to be a great day there's they have to take pride in our university and uh it will be phenomenal there's absolutely no question about that and that is there that is a, a real thing that you can accomplish and i hope to see that man um you know being able to recruit your whole your whole roster from me you know from this state or at least a recruiting class um because you speak about these coaches knowing everything. Man, I mean, some of the teams we played this year and in, in just in double A, we're not talking about the Bufords yeah. and, uh, you know, those the, the, the Calhouns and uh, Tucker, all uh, these big schools, GACs, Brookwoods, you know, all, we're not yeah, talking we're not about talking that. About... I mean, you're talking about down here in double A, um, you know, our guys at Dublin, I mean, we're playing, we're playing two-man under. We're sending, I mean, you know, we we got some overlooks. I mean, our guys know what a one technique is. They know what a shade is. You know, they know they know what to do in those type of situations. Brooks County's over there running some RPO stuff. We have to switch to cover one. Our guys know what to do. I mean, yeah. so there is, you know, when you get a kid that's already been in a program like Coach Holmes or a Buford or anywhere like that, you don't have to tell that kid, hey, man, you know, when you're lined up on the guy's outside shoulder and you're on the right side of the defense in a, in a, in a five, five or nine technique, you got your left hand down, you know, you don't have to tell that kid that. He's already been taught that. He knows what, hey, you mean you want me to spill that, Coach? You want me to splatter that G-block? You want me to set yeah. the corner? Like, they're not getting that in other states, man. You no. go up you go up north no. and or, or maybe way out west – you come to the state of Georgia. Friday nights are huge, man. I mean, you would you would I mean, towns just pour out for that here in the state of Georgia, and the I coaches. I mean, I'm telling you, man, it's just exciting. You can hear my excitement. I love it, man. I mean, I, I, you know, you just you can get there and you can see it, and just the level of complexity that these coaches put into it. They break a game plan down. Coach Holmes broke a game plan down for us when I went to Mercer. 
There was no lack of preparation between the two. It was the same thing. It was like just transferring over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it was just, it, I mean, it was just, it's instrument. I mean, it's, it's great to know that these kids are getting so prepared. And that's why the state of Georgia and, and you, your future's bright there, man. I'm telling you, you got, you got plenty to work with and there's going to be more to come because football here is only getting better. <laughs> well, coach, let me, go ahead, yeah, coach. Go ahead, go, no, go ahead yeah, coach. I'm good, good. All right, well, I was just going to say, uh, we've had, you know, some different guests on our show. We've had uh, some folks from uh, LSU on. We've had uh, people on from Georgia Tech. We've got uh, West Durham coming up next week. Uh, you know, and we, we've had people from Southern on. But we've had a lot of chatter about uh, this week's show, about uh, you being on with us, Coach Elliott, and uh, Georgia State University being on uh, with us here. So, uh that to me was really kind of cool to see that people are really excited about hearing from you on this show today. I just wanted to get your opinion about uh, Middle Georgia and Georgia State, kind of how those things work together for you right now. Uh, how much time you've had to spend, or how much communication you get from this area, because people were sure talking about you today. Well, let, let me let me just say this: I, I'm a football guy, and uh, those that enjoy the game of football, those that enjoy the, the the right way to play the game of football, the tough, hard-nosed, physical, uh, then they probably enjoyed me, and they probably have followed me. Uh, you know, my, my name's probably carried, a, I won't say a lot of weight, but maybe a little bit of weight from the kind of days I was at App State because, well, you know, we went down there and, and beat up on Southern a lot. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but, I mean, and then, then I go to the University of South Carolina, and, and, and of course, I had more success beating up there on, on them Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> sing it. Why we, why we sing it, Sing it, baby. Sing it. Here I am at Georgia State, and, and now I'm in their state. So, I, you know, I, I don't know what it is. I, I think uh, that those that those that like good football and they like, you know, the way it should be played, tough, physical, hard-nosed, do the right thing, work hard, and work harder, uh, then they probably they probably follow me a little bit. But, uh you know, uh, I have a great relationship with with about everybody I meet. I've never had a bad day in my life. I love the game of football. I love uh, enjoying my time off the field and and doing the things necessary to enjoy my family. And uh, like I said, I don't I don't I don't chase a lot of things, but I do chase happiness. And I, I'm a pretty good guy to be, I guess, to be around and and, and talk to. So I, I don't know. Maybe the chatter is uh, is trending on my end, but. Uh, like I said, I just enjoy doing things the right way, and, and that's who I am, and that's all I ever want to be. Absolutely, Coach. You can definitely tell that. And uh, if I was in a Zoom interview right now, I'd be like, Coach, I'm ready to come <laughs> play. Sign me up. Just, I want to be a Panther. When do we start? Are we starting in June? What's the first day of practice? Yeah, this is this well, has been you a You know what? I've, I've seen your tape from Mercer. We're not going to bring you on. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. See, hear he, you. He's been pleading for a fifth year all day today, Coach. I do have an extra we, year of eligibility, though. <laughs> I do still have we, a year we left. Do, we do have a recruiting assistant available. <laughs> I love it. I that's, absolutely love that's it. That's exciting. Well, I'm glad to know they're still, you know, the, the, the old school, you know, tough smash mouth, uh, you know, roll up your sleeves, play some football still there. And that brand alone will sell itself, Coach. Uh, it, it will. It will. Football will never be uh, without the tough physical nature that it should 100%. be. 100%. That, that, that's the game. That's why this game was invented, to tell you the truth. It was about, you know, instilling your will against another man and, you know, however you want to look at it, it's changed a little bit with the throwing game and 
and, and spreading people out. But uh, you know, I'm just a I'm just a good old boy, and I love tough, hard nosed football, and I. I love working hard. Aye, 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 aye. I hear you, Coach. And uh, I tell you what, we certainly do appreciate you taking time. Uh, Head coach of Georgia State University, Sean Elliott, on with us here today. Coach, any last words for you before we let you get back to your uh, fire? Now, I, I'm sitting right here in front of it, man. It feels great, and uh, just enjoying the night. You know, we're, we're here in this, uh, I guess you can say, the pandemic and you know, who knows what's going to happen with college football, but it's going to be back. It's going to be back better than ever, and our Georgia State Panthers are ready to take it on. I hear you. Well, we will definitely uh, get back in touch with you, Coach, and we'll be sure to call you somewhere around that uh, Georgia State-Georgia Southern ball game right there. <laughs> <laughs> Five-minute plug. You make, sure you, you make sure you come on up to Georgia State Stadium. I got, I got some sideline passes. You can sit in on meetings, and uh, we'll rock that thing right before we go out and beat them. How about that? All right. We'll, we'll do be it. there. We will do it, Coach. Book Thank it. you so much for being on with us. We appreciate that. Y'all take care. You be good, too, brother. <laughs> All right. All right. Sean Elliott, the head coach of Georgia State University, on with us. Well, good time. Woo. Awesome. That was a good time. That's it. So uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back to uh, Headline West Durham coming up with us next week here on the Robin and Joe Show. Stick around. We'll be right back. Yeah. Ben and Joe Show. Download the show today on your Spotify playlist or Apple Music. Eyeballs Marketing and Signs. That's Eyeballs with a Z. I-B-A-L-Z is all about everything you need for printing services, marketing services, apparel services, signage, banners, wraps for your vehicles, design services, or a whole lot more. Whatever you need in your business to get your message out there, you can count on Eyeballs. I-B-A-L-Z dot com. Eyeballs Marketing and Sign in Warner Robins. Springtime is here, and Bubba's Tire Center is here to handle all of your vehicle needs. With the current situation of COVID-19, we are still operating our normal hours, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5.30. If you need some more time on that set of tires or vehicle repair, we offer a 90-day payment option that requires no credit check, as well as the Goodyear credit card. Don't forget, we offer free pickup and delivery, so you never have to leave your home or place of work. Call us today at 478-275-2964 or check us out online at Bubba'sTireCenter.com. Come to Bubba's Tire Center where we do tires and a whole lot more. This is Mike Conti of Atlanta United and the Atlanta Hawks Radio Networks. You're listening to Middle Georgia's number one team for community and collegiate sports from Atlanta to Savannah. It's the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. That's right. Rob, Ben, and Joe Show with you right here. Brought to you by Bubba's Tire Center, Eyeballs Marketing and Media, and Network One Sports. You can find it streaming all the time right there, powersmedianetwork.com. And, of course, network1sports.com slash station slash Powers Media Network in Dublin. Don't forget, you can download the show. Take us anywhere, anytime. Spotify and Apple Music at your disposal. We're right there 24-7. So, pretty good show today, guys. Rob McKenzie with 247 Network and GoJackets.com. And, of course, the HC there, the old ball coach. We'll call him. We'll call him the old ball coach. Yeah. yeah. He, coach was Spurrier. 
Sean Elliott there for Georgia State University and uh, big time. Next week, West Durham coming on the show. I tell you what, man, couldn't be more excited to have West Durham on, voice of Georgia Tech. That's what me and Ben grew up listening to. I would say for when we had the opportunity to start getting into this radio business, that was our, like, the things like, oh, my gosh, that's who I grew up listening to. Yeah. And he, he just provides so much good content, the descriptions, the imagery that he gives listening. He's such a, a good de- a good diagram, if you will, on how to call the games, and hopefully, we've I picked up a bunch from him. The way he, cla- you know, he calls stuff, so I try and do the best I can. But he's he's a, an unbelievable uh, radio broadcast guy, unbelievable. He's the best they get. You, you don't get any better than Wes. And then, yep. uh, you know, being that voice of the Atlanta Falcons, yep. I will leave the house intentionally when a Falcons game is on just to listen to him. Oh, absolutely. He's, he's got yeah. he's got just that legendary voice. And uh, where else can you turn and you hear a guy sitting there saying, Ryan, under center, di- dishes it out to Ridley. You know, and then he'll – but, but when uh, Ridley, seven yards, Ridley uh, out of, you know, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, blah, blah, blah. And he'll rattle <laughs> off. You know, he's got he's got, uh, he's got two brothers. They went, to, they, they went so-and-so. And he's just like – he will even say – and he said in interviews, he doesn't even know how he does that or why his mind Where connects. Where it comes from. But yeah, it's, just, it's beautiful. He can pull out – you know, when Georgia Tech was playing, somebody say, yeah, you know, Johnny Smith lined up for the 47-yarder. Johnny out of Lexington, Kentucky, you know, Pride High School, whatever, you know, junior, yeah. junior right foot. Yeah. You know, and it's like, holy cow, you know, how do you even get that? You know, he's on, he's transitioned into TV for the ACC network. Um, but, you know, Wes is the, he is the broadcasting, he's, he's the top of the, he's the, top oh, yeah. of the board for yeah. a broadcaster. You That's know? the creme de la creme, man. You got the, the, the Packard uh, and, uh, and Durham show there, of course, on the ACC network, ESPN. You've got him on uh, the Atlanta Falcons Network, of course, the worst of Georgia Tech for so many years. Uh, the creme de la creme. Guys, we've been playing with the top crop here over the past couple of weeks. It's been a, it's been a big yeah, time. It's been a lot of fun, the four, man. 45 minutes with Mike Conti there in Atlanta with uh, 92.9 The Game, the number one sports talk show in Atlanta. And, uh, you know, he had to deal with us for 45 minutes. So that's <laughs> hey, good man. stuff there. And then tonight, the yeah. only thing I'm upset about and envious of is I'm not sitting with Sean Elliott at his <laughs> But he did give us the sideline passes it, coming it up did. there. He, he did. did. He did. He did. Sorry, Southern. Fans. Yeah, I'm gonna have to call Banco back here. gonna be mad with us. I'm know? gonna call so. him back. He's, uh, I, when I told him I had Sean Elliott on, he's like, "You let me know when I can come back on the show." That's what he said. <laughs> I, love the, I, love I love the, the rivalry. Yeah, yeah, I love the, the rivalry. They've got the Georgia State, Georgia Southern, and Georgia Tech, and Georgia have the. Yeah. It's nice to kind of have that. You got two teams in the state, <laughs> and you know they just kind of love going back and forth at each other. But Sean's doing it right. He was. Yeah. He did. A, it was a great having him on the show. We really appreciate him coming on. That was a blast. Big time right there. So Sure enough. So uh, don't forget, tune in next week, and uh, we'll have Wes Durham on right here at 6.30. Thursday, we'll be live. You can give us a call and be a part of the show anytime you want to, 478-595-9625. Or, of course, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RBJ Show, at RBJ Show, and on Facebook at RBJ Podcast. Uh, and, of course, you can always uh, listen in whenever you want to. Spotify and Apple Music, you can download the shows all the time right there at your fingertips. And if you just want to have it some more, you can on Saturday mornings, 96.9 The Buzz, uh, here on your local radio dial. So uh, be sure and tune us in there. So, guys, uh, we'll jam up, get ready for West next week. I'm sure that's going to be a ton of fun. I know it will be, especially for you. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the amount of perspective that you're, you know you can get from that and just – I mean, his experience just, just, and his stories, it's, it's going to be – it should be – everybody tune in. It's going to be a if, blast. If you hear any long pauses, it's because I'm in a trance from listening. <laughs> <laughs> I throw my water bottle at you. <laughs> Wake up. Oh, right. yeah. This is not a Falcons game. That's right. <laughs>
All right, man. Well, I'll tell you what. West Durham coming up next week. Can't get any better than that. All right. Pretty good day today, though. Sean Elliott, a lot of fun. Rod McKenzie, we appreciate you from the 247 Network and GoJackets.com. On to start the show with us here tonight. And uh, until next week, check us out on our Facebook page. And, of course, uh, Instagram and Twitter, as we said, at RBJ Show. Follow us right there. Thanks to Eyeballs Marketing, Network One Sports, and Bubba's Tire Center for bringing you this show each and every week. For Rob and Ben, I am Joe. Y'all have a good night. We'll see you next time. Download the show today on your Spotify playlist or Apple Music.